the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the survivor cards in the box. In this episode, we are going to discuss Making Preparations, Predator or Prey, Shed a Light, and At a Crossroads. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Coleman Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the survivor cards in the box. The first card up is our first dilemma. There's a whole bunch of uh, survivor dilemmas in this box, and this is making preparations. It's an event that uh, doesn't cost anything. We'll get into that in a second. It has the dilemma and tactic trait, max two dilemma per round. Revelation, choose two skills. Until the end of the investigation phase, each investigator gets plus one to each of the chosen skills and minus one to each other skill. So the dilemmas were introduced in this box. They don't cost anything because they have the revelation effect. So as soon as you draw this thing, it uh, it fires off, which can make the timing a little bit fickle. If you draw it during your turn, depending whether you're playing solo or multiplayer, you know your choices may change. If you draw it during upkeep, you have a mythos phase to weather before you... Mm-hmm you uh, get the skill bonuses or i mean you could always choose willpower and hope you draw rotting remains i guess that's uh, another option yep. these dilemmas tend to uh, synergize with uh, katya eastbank the uh, survivor ally in the box who costs two xp because she can draw these and not trigger them and then tuck them under her and then you draw them when you want them so she can get around the timing issues. What do you think about uh, making preparations? Okay. So one thing to note about, I'll start off with the dilemmas in of themselves, is that, okay, if you're relying on upkeep to draw these things randomly, you're going to have a hard time. Because, unlo- okay, so let's say this is your one draw a turn. And let's say it just misfires because, like, you can't, you don't end up guessing the correct stats that you're going to need, or you end up, like, guessing that you're going to need willpower for the mythos phase, but then nobody draws any uh, willpower treacheries. Like, this could misfire. And then you've lost your whole draw for the turn. That's really bad. Like, we've talked about cards that, like, do nothing except for their icons and those are, and we give them auto fails. So, like, if you, if your dilemma misfires, like, it's a trash card because they don't replace themselves and they take up your draw for the turn. It's it's like drawing a weakness at that point. If you're going to run Dilemmas, you're probably going to want a way to like control when you get them. Man, I, I feel like after last video, right, and, and the... And the weeks, you know, I've I've spent since the last video, you know, like, 
you know, considering all these, uh, all the options and all the combinations. Yeah. And like, I'm sitting here with my coffee today, like going over the, the dilemma cards. And I'm starting to think that I really, really wish that like Survivor had a way to like draw two, discard one, or do a filter draw. Basically, seeker stuff. You know, like Eureka and Dilemmas feel like perfect, but they don't. Except they do because they're made for Daryl, and Daryl is a seeker. So it, I just, I just managed to solve my own riddle. So, um, what am I getting at here? Yeah. So you're probably gonna want a way to like control when you draw making preparations because if you draw this, if you manage to draw this like at the beginning, near the beginning of the investigation phase, it's kind of incredible because then you can give because then the whole team, with the full knowledge of the board state, is able to. Um, is able to decide like the ideal um, skills that they need for the turn without having to worry about the downsides, such as needing to make um, willpower checks in the mythos phase. Then it's great. But if you just randomly draw this in upkeep, it's kind of awful because then you have to worry about mythos and you have to worry about the next investigation phase. You could have like a team of decks that don't use like agility at all, and then it's not that bad. But for the most part, it gets really bad because then you're gonna have you're probably gonna have to like decide between offense and defense. Yeah, and then you're it's 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 kind of awful. I think this could be really incredible and really, really good, especially in a team build where you could hilariously have eight copies of making preparations amongst your team. And if you've got a way to control when you draw it. If you don't have a way to control when you draw it, then this can really bite. Yeah, like almost as much. This it's, this is gonna feel like a treachery, you know, if you don't, if you can't control when you draw it. Of the uh, dilemmas, this is the one I like probably the most in solo because it seems. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it seems like the timing issue is a little bit mitigated here because usually with in solo, you know exactly what you're gonna do the next turn. You're either gonna investigate, fight, or move, or stuff like that. And so, generally, I'd pick say willpower and investigate and just go from there and hey i'm getting even if i don't use the willpower mm -hmm. i'm still getting the investigate which i'm probably going to do three times next turn if necessary and and this will be good i do agree though in multiplayer man oh man the timing on this yeah like i've because i've written of... i've written on each of the dilemmas i've written synergizes with katya on on it and i feel like you really need a way to control when these things are going off because if it's just random that's not good you hit on an important note with this card in solo the board state only changes by one card a turn by one encounter card in four player the board gate the board state can change by four encounter cards which is four times as many so it's so the board state's a bit more like chaotic but i do see what you mean like if you already have it predicted that next turn i'm going to investigate three times this is pretty good because then you could take it an off a defensive stat and an offensive stat, and then you're probably fine. But then again, like consider this: you're still you're still need to weigh the benefit of making preparations, adding one to your intellect for a turn versus a deduction. You could have drawn a deduction instead, you know, or an unexpected courage or a daring if you're fighting. I feel like they really missed an opportunity to put the peril keyword on all of these dilemmas. So then, oh hell yeah, it's just the whoever draws it gets to make all the decisions, and everybody else just has to sit there and just oh, take whatever yeah. whatever they get. But uh, 
alas, that was not uh, included on the card, and it's not part of the uh, the dilemma keyword either. So you do get to discuss this with the group when you draw it. So you can lobby for whatever skill you happen to need, and uh, see if they'll uh, whoever draws this will be uh, will be kind to you. How would you uh, rate this one? So I'm thinking fully of the three four player angle. All right, what can you do with this? All right, if it's giving plus one to like three or four tests, yeah, and then I'm worried about the minus ones. Oh, this one's so hard. Cameron, why do the Scarlet Keys cards have to be like so combo-rific and like specific? Why are they so hard to rate in, in isolation? Just tell me, why? Why are they so hard? I don't know. I think it's just because they're all constructed with decks in mind. Yeah. They're not general use like we're i think we're we've gone well beyond the point where they can make a card that's generally useful in in a bunch of different decks without breaking something so the the cards we get are becoming increasingly narrow and focused on one like you're going to play this card in daryl or you are going to play making preparations and all the dilemmas with katya so you have some control over them you're not just going to play it just because yeah, but all the control draw in this game is in Seeker. Yeah, well, where the dilemmas would fit. Daryl's a Seeker. I guess, yeah, I guess that's where they're going with this. Is Daryl's a Seeker, and he gets all the Seeker stuff like Eureka. I mean, there's Min as well. Min's Survivor yeah, yeah. Seeker. Who else can take it? Um, is there anybody else I'm missing? I, I guess well, you could A's. play like Rex. Rex could yeah, grab these. Um, I guess any of the Dunwich. You could make some sort of stew out of Dunwich Investigators with pretty much anything. So what you're saying is we've got a red Seeker card here? Oh, maybe the maybe the Survivors are eating the Seeker's lunch for once. That's uh, That would be unusual. Reverse, reverse lunch. <laughs> it's like, well, the Seekers have been eating everybody's lunches for so long, it's about time like one of the other classes is like, oh, we got one of the Seeker abilities? Awesome. Bam! <laughs> well, there's one coming up that sure feels like that. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, how to rate this thing. Oh, my gosh. All right, all right. Here's, here's where I'm going to go with this one. Here's where I'm going to go. All right. Given that you have some way to control when you draw this, like whether it's Eureka or Katya or um, Scroll of Secrets, man, secret cards. Like, given that you have some way to control when you draw this, I'm going to give this a zero. If you are relying on your upkeep phase to draw into this, it's garbage. Don't play it. Yeah, I, I do like this one for solo. But I uh, I mean, I, I think I could just put this in a solo deck and I'd be like, okay, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. In multiplayer, I think it's just way too, way too yeah. timing specific, especially like, because then you've got to start thinking about your turn because it's like okay i'm the survivor player who's playing the dilemma deck at the table so i need to go first so we see the dilemmas uh, first mm -hmm. so we can actually make decisions that matter rather than me yeah. going second third fourth and then me drawing a dilemma by accident and then okay so the investigation phase is going to end and we're going to get virtually nothing for this because i'm the last mm -hmm. player or there's only one other person who can like it's still useful but you're not getting the full bang for your buck for it I, the other yeah. thing i don't like about this some of the dilemma cards not all of them is that they 
you have to track effects over turns. Oh, that's right. You got to remember. Which is something oh, we haven't really had in the game. Oh, that's true. Most cards are like they fire on your turn and you don't have to track to the next turn. But this is one of those cards where it's just like, okay, especially in multiplayer, like solo, I'm... You know, I have a really bad memory for for things, but I'm sure I could remember that I've got a making preparations on the table. But if you say draw this during your upkeep phase in four player, you've got an entire mythos phase to go you through. Remember this, and there's a whole raft of stuff that could happen in that mythos yeah. phase before you get to the investigation phase, and then everybody sort of and then the, because the board state has suddenly changed, mm-hmm. then you have the inevitable discussion about okay, well, how do we handle? whatever just happened to us oh that's right the classic it's like when playing uh D, right and uh you and someone this always happens someone misses an attack and then remembers their modifier you know after they miss and then you have to roll it back and, and then it's going to be like okay and so you're, you're never going to roll back the the failures you're only going to roll back the successes yeah <laughs> so after you have the long discussion with the other three players about how the board states changed and then you somebody's going to start taking their turn and then you're going to be like oh remember Mm-hmm. we have making preparations in play still oh from last turn. But it's not in play because you discard it immediately. It doesn't like attach itself to the act or anything. Like It doesn't stay in play to even help you remember. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking back to, remember that treachery in the Dream Eaters? The Whispers of Hypnos, I think it is. The one where, you, where somebody picks two stats and you have to lower them by one for the whole round. Mm-hmm. That's just for the round off, you know, off of a treachery card. And I've seen that get forgotten so many times. They got this thing where you got to like, oh, you got to remember it for like a whole round. Oh, my God. This is this is this is going to be pretty brain taxing. Yeah. So that's a it's not a huge issue, but it is something I think that we haven't seen before with with cards having to track effects over various rounds of the game which is especially like i wish this was like played it play it in your threat area or something yeah like put it in on the board somewhere mm-hmm. however there is a solution to this because i've played a lot of D and uh you know we when you play D, you find tricks to remember things all right whoever you are who runs by the same token turn this into a into an accessory so what do i rate this thing you gave it a zero is it a plus one in solo uh, probably not. The other thing I kind of wish about this is that your main way of controlling the dilemmas, at least in this box, is Katya, and she is a 2 XP card. And she's not a permanent. I wish Katya was a permanent. And if she's Katya not a was permanent. a permanent, I'd feel way better about these cards. Yay. So you've got you've to gotta put these cards in your deck and have them sitting, playing with them until you can get Katya. And even then there's no guarantee you're going to get her before they start firing off. So also keep in mind, Katya, you could be playing Peter Sylvester level two instead. Oh, do I give it an elder thing? No. For solo? I thought this was better than multiple. Yeah, it's zero. (laughs) I'll give it a zero. My long winded way of getting around to a zero yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see myself playing this and, you know, being probably being satisfied with it. Uh, there are some of the other dilemmas that I'm not crazy about in solo. I think they work better in, in multiplayer, but this one feels like it's a little bit more chaotic in multiplayer and easier to control in solo. So, 
But we will uh, have plenty of dilemmas to talk about here um, in uh, in this batch of reviews. Oh, are we but going straight to another one? We are going straight to another one. This is Predator or Play. Predator or Prey, sorry. Uh, event, no cost. Dilemma, tactic, max two dilemmas per round. Revelation, if there are no enemies in play, draw one card. Otherwise, you must decide. Choose one. Each unengaged enemy moves once toward the nearest investigator. Each investigator disengages from each enemy engaged with them and moves once away from the nearest enemy. Now, as much as I liked uh, making preparations in solo, this one I do not like in solo simply because I feel like you're going to end up triggering option one far too often. And I don't want enemies that I'm not expecting to be moving on top of me. Option two is <laughs> option two is really nice if it happens, but I find that I'm very rarely engaged with stuff at the end of my turn because then I've something bad has happened. Here's a thought. I just reread this thing and a, a light clicked on. You can still hit option two if you're not engaged with something. You would move away, like farther away from from the nearest enemy. Yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, because nothing about because like the end, you know, at least in this game. You don't have to be engaged with an enemy in order to, in order to trigger the second half of the and. Okay, in that case, hmm. better. Yeah, I sort of, but I like, was sort of reading like, like if you're not in, engaged oh, with anything, yeah, you have to be you, engaged. Yeah. You'd have to pick one, but if you don't mm -hmm. have to, then. But I don't think I would play that just for like a free move, randomly. Yeah. Oh yeah, random free move. Eh. I mean, you've got like shortcut. You know, if you really want to take yeah. a move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how does this uh, work in multiplayer? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because you have to make one decision for the whole team. It's like, good God. That sounds like terrible because you're going to end up doing something where let's say you rescue one character by letting them um, disengage and move away. You're going to also have to tell the seeker to like shove off their, uh, you know, you're going to shove the seeker off their location that has like 17 clues on it. And then they're gonna have to like go back, like oh my god, this seems so chaotic in multiplayer. And then of course, like this is taking up your draw. So like in order for this to be even worth playing, like it has to be like worth more than like an unexpected courage. And I just don't see how it is. This seems like absolute chaos in multiplayer because like you can often harm somebody by yeah. helping someone. I mean, I can see various advantages to it i mean moving enemies around moving characters into positions where they need to be but by the same token yeah if you're forcing people to like forced movement is generally not ideal a lot of the time because people don't they're there for a reason especially yes. if they're the seeker and they have clues to pick up and you're suddenly like oh by the way can you go over there for a few minutes and then make your way yeah. back for really no, like, unless I, I don't see what benefit that would be. Like, I don't know if it's a strike against this card, but they forgot to add non-elite to the top option. So how would you rate this one? Honestly, t I, I'd never play this in multiplayer or in solo or in any, you know, on fr Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, or Saturday. I'm going to give this an auto fail. Just, just, this is just bad. Like, it's too random. It takes up a draw and... Like you're gonna, all, it's it's gonna feel like a treachery sometimes. So like, just don't play this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to go down to auto fail on this one. I don't think I'd play it in solo though, which is, which means it's pretty much in auto fail territory for me, especially if you're drawing this during the upkeep phase. 
Oh yeah, because then like you like the board state is set. Everybody sort of has an idea, and then you throw a wrench into it by moving everything around. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to give this one an auto fail as well. I don't. Uh, I will not play this in solo, and uh, probably wouldn't put this in my deck in multiplayer either, just for fear of what I would end up doing with it by accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you have a way of controlling it with with Katya or some other effect where you can pick when this happens, then I could see, you know, you would be able to get the upside out of it, but, but then it's not a zero XP card anymore at that point. No, that's true. You're, you're paying a two XP tax on Mm -hmm. most of these dilemmas. I think if, uh, yeah. So yeah, not, uh, not a card that uh, I am going to be playing around with. Just play Unexpected Courage instead. Just play something that always works. Instead of like having to imagine board situations where it can work and ignore and you have to like ignore all the board situations where this is a treachery. The next card we're going to look at is Shed a Light. It is a two-cost event that has an intellect and uh, agility skill icon, insight, and trick trait fast. Play before revealing a chaos token during an investigation you are performing, and only if the difficulty of this test is currently zero. This test automatically succeeds. You discover one additional clue at this location and one additional clue at any location. So this is the investigation counterpart of Exploit uh, Weakness. I don't. I can't think of many other level zero cards that discover three clues. Ooh, that discover three. Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Oh, I know one. It's a secret card. It's level zero. Can you name it? No. I can't either because I've forgotten the name. But it's the one that defeats you. Oh right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, that discovers three clues. Yeah, this this seems very very strong, and I've, I've uh, seen it happen. Like this is very good, especially since, like, exploit weakness has cards that work with it, but they're all kind of marginal, like expose weakness and anatomical diagrams and cards I wasn't playing anyway. But I mean, flashlight is a card that I play a lot yeah. of. Old key ring is a card that I play a lot of. So there are. There are cards that work better with this one, I think, than but automatically succeeding support. for three clues is that's yeah. crazy. There's more support for shroud reduction than there is for like evasion reduction. Case in point, flashlight level three. It has to be level three to lower evasion by two. It has to be level zero to lower shroud by two. So yeah, there's just been there's been support for this sort of thing since the core set. And the fact that it discovers three clues and the fact that that third clue can be on your own location as opposed to, like it, it has it doesn't have to be on a different location so it can be just three clues on my location like that's very good like the, when, I, when i said earlier that uh it felt like C- uh, survivor was stealing some of seeker's lunch this is it man right it is so strong i guess min and daryl are just so good yeah again this i guess the only knock against this card is it's probably a little too good for solo simply because um yeah how often do you have three clues on a location yeah like you're not going to have three clues and you're probably not going to have an additional clue at any location unless something has gone horribly wrong and you've had to move more quickly than you anticipated 
I mean, this is great for those situations when you have to do that, but I don't yeah. necessarily know if I would pack a card specifically for that situation. Although I have in the past, I've uh, they've been kind of janky decks, but I have toyed around with, um, specifically it was Rex, where like you use discover clues at any location effects, you know, in order to like tr you know, trick his ability. And the idea is that you cheat high shrouds, you know, in solo. In or you know, with like discover clues at any locations or discover clues at a nearby location. I'm talking seeking answers. Right. You know? And then you got like so you have so this kind of goes along with like that idea of like you have in the know and pocket telescope and you know, things like that. So you can use to like cheat high shrouds. Yeah, and, and that's kind of fun. I've done that before. Although you're right, for two costs, like you don't in solo, you don't necessarily ever have to discover three clues at once in solo. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not something that, I, that you're asked to I, I do. I think you could engineer it, and it could be kind of fun to try to pull off. How would you rate it? Uh, Elder Sign. I don't think it's quite curse-worthy, unless you're recurring it over and over. And it and it does cost two, which kind of brings it in line. So, But I, this thing is very good. This is, like, actually worth, you know, this is, like, the the spark that you know can light the flame of a whole deck type you know because it's just such it's such big payoff so i'm going to give this a, an elder sign yeah it's three clues is in multiplayer is huge so i think it deserves an elder sign for that it's not quite as good in solo but i'm not going to knock it down to a plus one for that it's yeah. Not many cards discover. I mean, the only, if if what you say is true and the only other card that gets you three clues defeats you, just goes to show how good this one is. It's like, you lose the game if you discover three clues with the other card. This one, not so much. So the next card is another dilemma. This is at a crossroads event. Uh, this one costs one XP. So we're into our XP cards now. Dilemma and insight trait max two dilemmas per round. Revelation, choose an investigator and decide. Choose one. The chosen investigator must immediately take an action as if they if as if it were their turn, then discards one card at random, or the chosen investigator loses one action during their next turn, then draws three cards. What do you think about at a crossroads? So the interesting thing about at a crossroads is it definitely it um its currency is cards in hand. So one thing that's worth noting, like when we're talking about this, is that you have to lose the dilemma already. So let's say you're let's say you're playing solo. I'm just gonna just for simple you know, for simplicity. So if you're playing at a crossroads, option one actually says chosen investigator immediately takes an action and virtually is discarding two cards because you have to discard a card at random. And you're discard you're losing at a crossroads. So it's like you're spent you're losing two cards to take one action. And then the second one, it's kind of like saying lose an action, draw two, because you've you have to dump at a crossroads and lose that draw. If it like replaced itself, then I, I think it would be kind of it would it would feel about right. Yeah, because like it's dealing in actions and cards. And I think the fact that it that the Dilemma itself discards itself, like kind of weighs down the benefits. Yeah, I'm. The more we talk about these dilemma cards, the uh, the less certain I am about them. The idea of sacrificing an action to get three cards, 
seems pretty good to me, but then you are already losing the draw and yeah, because you're in, losing the dilemma. And in solo, losing an action is pretty is a pretty big deal. So I don't know if I would be necessarily eager to uh, to play this card for that reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I often wonder about. I mean, we've seen a bunch of these cards that allow you to immediately take an action. I don't know how impactful those actions are. So say um, I draw this during the investigation oh, phase, somebody takes right. an action. Okay, if I draw this during the upkeep phase, I guess because you get to pick somebody, but then they may not want you to pick them because they have one card in their hand, which is the card they were planning yeah. on playing next turn. So Okay, so immediately taking actions. Like we've seen quick thinking and we've seen um swift reflexes, and those are both very good. But I think largely because you can like choose the perfect time when you want the extra action. Like this one, unless you're unless you're figuring out a way to like choose when you draw this, which costs more XP and more resources, you know, then I don't know about this one. Because because you have to like put a lot of effort into like deciding when you draw this. It doesn't get itself up to the level of like quick thinking. Yeah, it doesn't uh it doesn't seem cut and dry with these uh with yeah. these dilemmas the timing is a is a pretty big issue and then in order to fix the timing you have to spend xp yeah primarily effort. to do it so how would you rate I this one like all, so I've, i'm starting to realize that i feel like all these dilemmas their effects seem their effects seem to be balanced if you ignore the fact that you lose the dilemma itself i, I i'm just noticing that with all these all of them if they all said draw a card to replace them, I'd feel a lot better about all of these. Because the the effects themselves, they seem so like neutral. Making preparations, it gives plus two to two skills and minus two to other skills. Alright, Predator or Prey, I don't know what's going on with that one. That one's just whatever. And then you got this one where it's like, it feels very much like a lose one action, draw three, okay. Or take an action, discard one. They, they feel very, their effect is kind of neutral, but it ignores the fact that you spent the dilemma. Gosh. So, like, if I were playing a deck where I'm already drawing, like, two or three cards a turn already, then I, I guess this gets better because then I don't care so much. Then I would take option one, and I wouldn't care so much about discarding a card. But then a deck like that, you're starting to get to, like, broken seeker shit anyway. Like, you're starting to get into stuff like, you know, you're... you're God. And it's a deck I would never play because it gets, like... Because you're just breaking the game by constantly cycling your deck and drawing tons of cards. So like I would never play this even in like a deck where it would work. Is is what I'm getting at because you're you're pushing the game too far. God, how would I rate this? You know, the more we talk about these dilemma cards, I just feel like we're we're entering blessed territory. With no, e- we're not with, entering blessed because Katya is not a good payoff. Like because you have to spend an action to trigger Katya. You know, it's like if it was if Katya wasn't an action, I'd I'd agree with you. But she's an action. No, but the reason I say bless is simply because I feel like I mean I'm I'm trying to rate them as though okay I'm just going to play this card regardless of other cards. Yeah. I'm just going to play. I'm just going to build my solo deck. I'm going to put at the crossroads in it, and that's the extent of it. But the more we talk about them, the less I feel compelled to do that. And 
the only reason I would play this is if I have a plan to play a dilemma deck down the road. Like yeah, I'm not just going to put what this do you card get in my deck. if you if you play a dilemma deck? What are you getting? You're getting you're, you're like what's the payoff for a dilemma deck? Like the effects themselves are so neutral. Elder thing. I'm gonna do an elder thing. All right, because there is some value if you're playing a deck that like is or is already drawing heavily. You lose the dilemma to give a friend an action in a time of need. Okay, I'm giving it an elder thing because at least it does that. And then you know what? Some people might want to lose an action because they want to refill their hand. They were planning to spend their actions drawing anyway, so go for it. All right. I'm giving it another thing. All right. Well, I am going to go... I'll go zero because you're getting an action, and we have seen that getting an action from things like quick thinking can be useful. Mm-hmm. You do get to pick. If you're in multiplayer, you do get to choose anybody to get that action. Yeah. They have to sacrifice a card for it, but that's their problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so really you can build a nice grief deck out of all these uh it's a good thing safina is a is a rogue and not a survivor she, although she can uh she can what's the card she can get to to get all these cards into her deck actually not this one no not this one not this but one so versatile she can versatile in uh making preparations <laughs> that's <and> right then... <laughs> the enemies run everywhere have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, or predator or prey. That's the most griefy thing you can do. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're going to play the dilemmas, I don't think this one's this one's bad. I might even consider playing it in solo, although especially if I do, I mean, I do take draw actions, so losing an action for 3 cards. You're not really getting you're not really getting three three cards because you're losing this yeah, one. Yeah, because you but, lose the dilemma. Yeah, but it's not bad. So I'll I'll go with zero on this one. That's going to do it for part two of our look at the survivor cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below what you think. Man, these dilemmas are going to kill us. We're just going to be yeah, a mess I'm by the end of losing, this. I am losing my sanity like as we speak. You know why? Because these dilemmas require me all to have Katja in play. But the problem is Katja is not Peter Sylvester. And if I had Peter Sylvester in play, I'd be healing all this sanity loss that I'm suffering from thinking about dilemmas. But that's not the case. That being said, Shed of Light is so far is kind of in contention for like the strongest card in the uh, in the set. I it would de- definitely agree yeah. with you on that one. It's uh-huh. uh, head and shoulders above uh, some of the things. And I mean, yeah. it does the simple thing, right? It's like here are three clues. As yeah, long as you can yeah, discover more clues. As yeah. long as you can get the test down to zero, here are three clues. And Daryl does that with an evidence, and then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's got a flashlight or a gumption, and you know, suddenly four shroud locations are 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 targets too. So. But I mean, that being said, D- Daryl. I mean, he's got five intellect. Does he? He doesn't need to reduce every location shroud to zero. You know. No. No, so uh, yeah, shed a light. Shed a light is uh, very good. The dilemmas, man. I don't know what to think. Well, um, I lo- <sighs> they are draining my sanity. These dilemmas, they are draining my sanity. That's gonna do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there and happy investigating.